Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. On this week's Ludini Rock and Roll Circus podcast, we're going to tell you about the greatest tracks from classic albums that never made the radio, but should have. No, 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 no. We're not counting your favorite inter- internet radio station or satellite radio. We're talking like regular radio. So we're going to we're gonna welcome back our brother Keith the Hawk Hawkins as well. So Keith is back in the house. And we've got a special guest, Ma- Marty Katani from MartyTunes.com. So it's all coming up right now. Get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. All right, everybody, welcome back. It is the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. My name is Lou Lombardi, a.k.a. Ludini, a.k.a. Ludini, a.k.a. Ludini. That sounds like pig Latin or something. It know. does. It's <laughs> making me screen up my head. Um, so we are back. It is, uh, we're, 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 we're at the end of uh, January already. Sure are. So this uh, 2021 is already speeding by. Which uh, I think a lot of us are just kind of like, let's get to the good stuff. Let's get to is the that, kind of Isn't that kind of how everybody's sort of feeling about the situation? I feel about that, so that's, <clears throat> that's where I'm at. Let's just get to the good stuff. <laughs> Shows and whatnot. But uh, anyways, uh, you want to go to lulombardimusic.com. We have uh, free downloads. You can, get a, you can get, become a part of my inner circle group where there's a lot of uh, cool happenings and folks hanging out. So check that out at lulombardimusic.com. Uh, shout out to our sponsor, Wolf's Customs. <laughs> Wolf's Customs.online. No sense guys going out there and playing gigs. You know, the gigs are coming up. You know, before that happens, get a hold of Wolf's Customs.online and get a professional custom paint job on your musical instrument. This is the way you're going to stand out. You're really going to uh, uh, attract. You're going to attract the right people. Yes. You're going to attract the record executives and the A and R people, the groupies. All the, it, well, okay. Of course, Lily had to go to the groupies. <laughs> but 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 all kidding aside, it's it's a really good thing to do. You know, everybody's got the same kind of boring looking guitars all the time. This way, you can come out. You can stand out with with a very cool looking musical instrument. It does drums, basses, whatever you want. Go to wolfscustoms.online. Check it out. Shout out to Rock Rage Radio. We love you guys. Thank you so much for hosting the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. And uh, so many cool things are coming up. Uh, last week we uh, had uh, the uh, we had we had SOS twenty twenty. PGH on Eric and uh, it was a lot of fun and we played the song this was cool I hope you guys check that out you want to go to SOS2020PGH.org save our stages so that when this st- stuff does open we have somewhere to go play a gig <laughs> it doesn't instead help instead of Lou's Backyard instead of, yeah <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with Lou's Backyard <laughs> My backyard. Uh-huh, <laughs> Speaking of my backyard. Anyways, Keith, I'll tell you about my backyard later. Keith, <laughs> what's going on? Keith the Hawk Hawkins is back. Uh, it's, it's, it's going, man. It's going. Uh, you know, just trying to get this year started off better. Well, last year started off good. Except for Neil Peart. You know, we're trying to get some like upward trend going on right now. So let's just, we want to trend upward. So let's. Uh, How is the recording? You went, you, you went to do some recording. Things aren't always what they appear to be. Okay. Let me tell you that much. You want to talk about that oh, right now? We'll, we'll just leave. We'll just leave it at that. There's a, lot, there's a lot of this, but not a lot of follow through. Man, a lot of talking action going on in the world. I understand. Well, sp- I think a lot of people are just too paranoid or just too broke, man. Which is probably both. Well, I got to tell you what, man. Somebody who followed through this week was my urologist. <laughs> yeah. I got I got my first, and I'm just I'm just putting it out on the podcast because why not? I got my first ever uh, prostate exam. Oh boy. 
How's that? How was that? When I saw the glove, man, I was like, I knew I was in trouble. You tensed, didn't you? Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> so he's like, bend over, and I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> I was just laughing. I was like That's in hysterics so like the whole time. And uh, then he's like talking, because I, I was laughing so much, I couldn't understand what he was saying. And he was saying like, oh, you don't have to buy me chocolates or anything. But all I heard was chocolate. I'm going like, oh, my God, is there some chocolate up there? Because I had gone that morning, and I didn't realize that I was like going to have like a finger up my butt hole. <laughs> Or else I would have, you know, I, you know, you know, would have showered that, you know, you know. Mm, they're they're used to that. It's okay. But I was like, I was a little, I was, it was a little odd. So they've seen worse. But it was my first one, and I, I, I was okay. Well, congratulations. It was quick. <laughs> quick yeah, and dirty. I mean, uh, they they really got to the elbow, like they say. Okay, now listen. That 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 bit in you know you've seen the movie, you've seen the movie Fletch. Yes. Chevy Chase. That bit in there, you know, where the guy's really rooting around. That's not what it is. It's like just barely in there. Boop, boop, and you're done. Quick and dirty, just like you yeah, like quick it. Quick and dirty. That was hot. Ha-ha. <laughs> quick and dirty, baby. Uh, <laughs> so that's how we're man. starting the podcast out the, today. The, the dirty days. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> Lou talks about it. My whole night has been made. We are trying to get Marty Katani on, and uh, he's having some technical difficulties. So hopefully he is able to make it on. If not, we'll do something else with Marty at some point. But hopefully he gets on because he's a cool dude, oh, and I'm really looking forward to talking to him. <clears throat> Tonight we have a f- really cool t- – oh, oh, I'm sorry. We have Lily V6. I'm sorry. As I'm so per usual. Keith. <laughs> As per usual. I haven't done anything fun except for – I did do photo shoots, so if anybody's seen my crazy – Demonic doll photo shoot. I did that and some promo shoots for Rock Rage over the weekend. That's what I did. Wow. Yes. <laughs> That's just crazy. Oh, and I am going to go see the complete Sabbath experience on Friday at the Craft House. So. I thought that was this Friday. Coming up. That's oh, the one coming up. Yeah. Oh. Well, if I'm not having anybody look up my poop hole, I might come. <laughs> You'd mm. like it now, don't you? <laughs> oh, <it's> exciting. <laughs> Um, you should just knock, if you're randomly knock on the door and be like, you know what, man, that was such a good one. The first time I'm coming back for a sloppy second. No, no Sick. Oh, my goodness. Anyways, guys, welcome back. It is fun uh, to be here. I was uh, I had a very bizarre day. Um, not the, that was the, the, the other, the proctological thing was the, uh, yesterday. Today, well, I'm, you know what? I'm going to save it. I'll tell you guys later. I don't. I want to get into the topic. We'll, we'll get into it. I had a very bizarre day. I'll tell you guys about later, but um, let's talk. Let's get into this topic because, you know, and and I asked you guys to tell tell me a few too uh, songs that are like great songs, but don't really get any. They never weren't really hits, but they're still good songs. They're yeah. great bands, legit. So we're gonna go around the room. I, I have a handful. I'm sure Lily has a handful. Yeah. Keith has a handful. Got a handful there. Not a handful. Uh, yeah, but... I, used to, I don't know what happened. It used to be different, but. <laughs> Uh, over the years, the things just erode. <laughs> All right, so we're going to start with Keith because uh, he's back, and we really missed him, and I'm so happy that he's here. So, Keith, let's. Uh, why don't you talk to us about a something that uh, a track that you think is really cool that uh, just never really kind of got its due? I feel this is a song that I kind of maybe missed the mark. It's a uh, a great song by arguably the greatest rock and roll band of all time. I had trouble finding out where the hell this was at, but it was actually on the soundtrack to the 1969 movie Yellow Submarine. This song's called Hey Bulldog by the Beatles. Nice. There's a very, very cool riff in the song. I mean, you can go on and on. You could have a whole show on just Beatles songs that maybe weren't hits because all their songs are so great. But Hey Bulldog has like a heavier vibe to it. And it was, uh, from what I understand, it was written off a piano riff. So that's, you know, maybe a little different for the Beatles at this time. So it's... Uh, it's a good Paul McCartney penned uh, ditty that's just a, it's got a nice groove to it, and I think it's a good song that maybe just didn't get enough attention. Cool. From the from the film, yes. Yellow Submarine, which is really fun. <clears throat> you ever seen it? I have seen it. It's been a hot minute. It's, but yeah. Yes, I have seen yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I was, it was, uh, I came home one, I was like in eighth grade or something, and I came home and it was like on the after school special or something. Oh, Okay. And that was my that was my introduction to it, and I freaking loved it because the music was so good. It's completely like crazy, <laughs> like kind of makes no sense. But no, um, it's out there, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, the music's so cool that when you were a kid, you were watching those cartoons, and it was like they kind of did the whole same thing all the time. But that was like 
the blue the, mu- the music's what sucked you in. Even at a young age, I was like, oh, this is a good music. I don't know who it is, but then you find out. Yeah. So, cool. Well, hey, Bulldog, the Beatles, Yellow Submarine. We're going to throw it over to our friend, Lily V6. So, I just want to preface this with several minor songs that people are going to know, but didn't make radio um, until, like, satellite and internet and Spotify and all those things happened. Um, but they're sort of reminders that there are other good songs on the albums besides... This, the, you know, the ones that were released as a single on the radio. But that's not my first one. My first one is actually going to be In the Light by Led Zeppelin. Oh, yeah. But you could say that, like, all of Led Zeppelin songs never really made the radio. But this is the one I chose uh, from Physical Graffiti. Um, this one sort of was more of a progressive rock one. And, you know, I'm not really into progressive rock, but I really like this song. Um, the album itself was super commercially and critically acclaimed. Um, but this one really isn't one of the songs people talk about a whole lot. Um, I like it because of the chanting in the beginning and the violin bow on the acoustic guitar by Paige. Um, And that's what I have to say about that. Okay, cool. People say it was the disappointment on the album. I I disagree. What? Yeah, I've read that a lot today. Get the hell out of here. And I love that song. Me three. You three? (laughs) Okay, I'm going to... I have so many on my list. Oh, my goodness. Just go ahead. Just pick one. My list is very eclectic, like my music tastes are. So I'm like all over the place. (laughs) All over the place. All over the place. But I'm going to... uh, I'm going to pick... um, This song was one of the songs I bought. I bought this record as a teenager. And I can't remember where this comes on the album. I think it might open the second side. I don't think it opens the album. But when it came to this song, when Chrissy Hines sang Bad Boys Get Spanked, I started ah. to get like a funny feeling. <laughs> like, you know, in my nether regions. And I think that, yes, I think that Chrissy Hines, The Pretenders, Bad Boys Got Spanked, turned me into the pervert that I am today. Yeah, that was it. It's, <laughs> it's on Pretenders 2. It is a really good rocking tune, too. Just like really kick-ass. It's like the most rocking tune. The album is great. Everybody knows Message of Love and Brass and Pocket and all those great, um, uh, amazing songs. Um, <clears throat> but Bad Boys Get Spanked is a track that does not get its due. And if you haven't heard it or haven't heard it in a while... Uh, well, you know, YouTube, Spotify. You can find it. It's all out there. All right. So that that is my uh, first pick, my first round draft choice for today. <laughs> what do you got, Hawk? I'm going to have to uh, stay in that physical graffiti neighborhood because I had one off my on my list that was off of physical graffiti. It's the second track on the album. It's called The Rover, and I think it's just a classic Zeppelin tune that didn't get enough punch, you know, enough to talk about either. It starts with that classic... Uh, John Bonham drum intro, the great uh, Jimmy Page riff in the beginning, and it just has a nice funky groove when it comes in, and that's one of them songs. I think that's a pretty tough album to like, kind of break down bad songs on, but that's that's one that I think should have got some more some more play, love. Say. Some more love in the game. Okay. So we've got a couple of uh, we've got, we got some Led Zeppelin fans in the house tonight. Zeppelin can have several of these off every album. I mean, it's just hard to really come up with it. You know, I got, well, if I had, a, I don't even know how many I would have written down, but there's at least four Zeppelin ones and it's all really? off different albums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm way too into Zeppelin, but I mean, there's some Zeppelin songs I think don't get any credit whatsoever and they're really good songs. Like the river. All right. I have one I think might be on your, I'm not going to, I do have a Led Zeppelin song on my list. It's funny we all we, have a song. we all picked one, um, but I don't have three. But one, I, I, there's one in my head, and I'm just gonna. If you don't mention it, I'll throw it out at the end because it's it, it's one of these great Led Zeppelin songs that doesn't really get any uh, radio work. So, uh, Lily, what do you got? Uh, the next one on my list is going to be "Bleed for Me" by Black Label Society from 1919 Eternal. So, five of the songs from the album. Uh, sessions were written by Zach Wilde for Ozzy Osbourne's album Down to Earth, but he, Ozzy rejected all these songs. He said it's not Ozzy style; doesn't sound Ozzy. So he I'm said, sorry, no. "What's the name of the album again?" Uh, "1919 19 Eternal." Um, so Zach kept them for his own album. Um, "Bleed for Me" was one of them. Um, doesn't sound very Ozzy. It is more Black Label. Um, first track on the album. It might be one of the their hardest and most underappreciated tracks. Uh, it rocks super hard. 
Um, it's whenever I was reading about this song, it's usually ranked between three and six on People's Black Label Society list. Cool. But this is the song that people don't say <laughs> anything about. So apparently, it was the disappointment as the very opening track on the album. But I love it. I think it's underrated. So, oh, and it's also said that it's a beginner BLS song. So if you don't like Black Label, you start with that. It kind song. of breaks you into BLS. <laughs> yeah. Not BLM. BLM. BLS. Sorry, sorry. It's not, that BLM is something completely different. There's your head again. I know. You know. You know me. Okay. And now for something completely different. This album, most people know this album for two really big songs that were huge in the 90s. The Distance and, of course, Cake's remake of... I don't know what the hell you're talking you about. You know the song. It's the song every girl gets up and sings a karaoke. What's the song? I will survive. Oh, I don't sing that, but okay. Okay. <laughs> Two, those are the big hits off of this album. But this album is full of little musical nuggets that if you open your mind a little bit, you hear some great tunes on it. It's really not like a real loser on the album. It's all very cool stuff. They cover a lot of musical landscapes with this record. They go a lot of different places. But they have like a rockabilly, almost skiffle kind of song called Stick Shifts and Safety Belts. And it is it is one of these infectious songs that put a big smile on your face. It's just really, really fun. The, li- the lyrics are very, very clever. And it's a kind of sweet, romantic song with a neat little beat. And, the way, of course, the, the cake guy, and I'm sorry, I forget his name, the cake guy. does that great kind of half-singing, t- half-talking thing that is just freaking awesome. And it works perfect. Sticks, Stick shifts and safety belts. Cake from the album Fashion Nugget. The baker is the cake guy. <laughs> <laughs> now we're back to Keith I hope you guys are enjoying it and, and throw some uh, comments at us guys Of some of your songs And we'll, we'll uh, give you some shout outs And uh, and uh, you know All that jazz Go ahead Who's Keith? Keith, it's, Keith. It's Keith. <clears throat> well this is hard to pick off this one Because I think that We had this one on an old podcast Which was Albums that are masterpieces And I think that In my opinion Soundgarden Super Unknown album Is a masterpiece But there was a, there, excuse me, this is the, that's the wrong. Bad Motorfinger is one I'm talking about because I got one from that one too. But Bad Motorfinger has a song called Jesus Christ Pose on it, <laughs> which is a, a complete rocker. And I got, I mean, there's a one from the Super Unknown album, and it's hard to pick between the two, but uh, definitely um, that Jesus Christ Pose is just rocking from start to finish, man. It's got some great drum work by Matt Cameron, and it's got, you know, the, iconic voice of chris cornell and the uh that album's really good too but i think people remember rusty cage and outshine and you know songs like that but i think that i jesus christ Post sits right in there man and just is definitely a rocker that probably don't get the credit it deserves okay you're now so you're making me you're reminding me of song. i'm gonna add it i don't know if i get a chance to talk to it uh, go ahead Lily. what do you got <laughs> so the next one on my list is actually children of the damned iron maiden number of the oh. beast I think we can all agree that this is this whole album is amazing. Did receive commercial and critical acclaim. Uh, controversial album because of the uh, references and the artwork and the title tracks, lyrics. Um, the two heavily played songs on the album are Number of the Beast and Run to the Hills, which everybody knows. Run to the hills. <laughs> but um, I think this song could have gotten a little more love. Um, it's one of the forgotten songs. Uh, people may not be as familiar um, unless you're super familiar with Iron Maiden, as I am in love with them, and try to find a reason to talk about them on every single podcast. <laughs> but uh, as in true to Iron Maiden form, it tells a story based off of the 1964 British black and white film of the same name. But shame on people who only know the two singles. Uh, go out and stream this album and educate yourself because this is a great song. Well, see, see that you just said something really good. You said stream this album because there's no excuse yeah. to not listen to these album tracks now, right? Because mm-hmm. they're you can find it everywhere. Everything everywhere. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We have the technology. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't like. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Oh boy, I don't know what, which one I want to talk. There's so many. Uh, what's happening is these guys are talking, and I'm. I'm remembering now. It's like um, the floodgates are opening. Here it all I'm comes. Gonna, I'm gonna pick this. One. This is a song. Um, this was not a very big Kansas album. <clears throat> it had a couple of minor hits on it, like Hold On. And got to rock on, which are really cool songs. It's a it's a pretty cool album, um, but there's a couple of tracks on this, and and since like it's a 
not very well-known album. I'm going to do a uh, two for Tuesday. Wow, see how I did that? <laughs> I'm going to do a two for Tuesday on this one because I'm going to pick two songs off of this record. Um, Loner and Relentless. Just freaking amazing. Loner is like one of Steve Walsh's most insane vocal performances ever. It's just I mean, it really showcases what he can do. And the band rocks really, really, really hard on that song. And it is got, um, it, you know, kind of what, um, what Rush had started to do, which is like, yes, we're progressive, but we can take all that progressiveness and we can craft that into like a three to four minute rock tune. You know, we don't have to do 20-minute songs to still... Do, like, you know, Rush was putting out songs like Tom Sawyer and everything. It's a, this album came out, I believe, the same year, around the same time. And Kansas was kind of doing the same thing. Instead of these six, seven-minute things, they had found a way to take what they were doing and kind of, you know, uh, make it a little more succinct and a little more to the point. Uh, Relentless, I believe, is a kind of, like, follow-up to Carry On Wayward Son. It's got a lot of similar elements. The lyrics are very moving, very beautiful. Um, of course, it's Kansas. And the thing I always loved about Kansas is, you know, a lot of, you know, my friend Scott Paulson is famous for saying that Kansas is one of the bands that remembers the rock in progressive rock. rock. They're a real rock and roll band. They can really play and they have great songs. Kansas Audio Visions, Loner and Relentless. Nice. Hawk, what are you going to say next? Oh, my. Oh, is it my turn? Oh, yes. yeah, baby. It's your turn all night long. I just want to hear you might disagree with, but I think that you were talking about prog rock bands that can kind of straighten it out a little bit and play. But this, uh, and play just like a three or four minute song. This song was probably the hit off the Counterparts album. But it showed me a different side of Rush. I know they made a video for it, but I don't think it's like a radio staple like all their songs. And Stick It Out is one that just takes me to the point where I know that Rush can actually write a straightforward song to one of them too. And that was like one of them songs that was proof of that. Because even Getty Lee said he just loved it. It's a good riff song, but it's a real straight ahead song. No crazy time signature changes. It's just a good rocker. And it's got a great riff to it. Good hook. And I don't think it gets the... You know, it's never going to be up there with the Spirit of Radio and Tom Sawyer and all the like. But it's one of them songs where I think Rush kind of went in a little, a little bit of a different direction there. So yeah, they had broke it, it down. Straightforward they, rock, yeah. straightforward rock song. That that is a that is a really cool album. I freaking love Cold Fire. I, that's yeah. just top to bottom. That's a really good and it and it is just the kind of back to basics. The uh, the the producer on that album who I do not remember his name off the top of my head, famously took Alex Lifeson's uh, pedal board away from him. <laughs> Said he was not allowed to use it, and Alex threw a little hissy fit. He was very upset, <clears throat> but he learned to play without it. And uh, he talked about it in Guitar Player Magazine. It was like He's like rediscovered kind of like what they were doing on the first Rush album when they didn't have any of that. They just, okay, how do we play with guitar, bass, and drums? Awesome picks. Um, awesome pick, Keith. Awesome pick. What do you got, Lily? Before I uh, do my next pick, Marty actually chimed in. He can't get on to the podcast, but um, his is from Elton John's Honky Chateau, Mo- Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's. Oh, which great is a great song. song. <laughs> I love that. Sometimes song. you discover songs from movies. Where did you ever hear that song before? Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter. I don't know. Where? It's an almost famous. I, oh, I thought Tiny. That probably is. Too- Towards, there's, uh, towards the end, we're there in the uh, there in the, one of the hotel scenes, oh, okay. sort of middle towards the end. But uh, it's right before she ODs on the on the Quaaludes. Oh, it's so, a qua- you remember that. song. It's, it's lovely. Okay, <laughs> it's the Quaalude song. So, okay, so what do you got, Lily? So now my pick um, is if you want blood, you've got it off of ACDC's Highway to Hell. Yes, 1979. Um, it was the last album featuring uh, lead singer Bon Scott, who obviously passed away. Um, they borrowed the title from the band's live album from the previous year um, and stemmed from Scott's response to a journalist at the Day on the Green Festival in 1978 when asked what they could expect from the band. Scott replied, Blood. Uh, the song never got featured on the radio, just in films, but the films it's featured in is Empire Records. Everybody, if you've seen it, you know the famous yeah. scene where Joe gets mad and he's pounding on the drums. It's one of my favorite scenes ever in a movie. Um, 
The Longest Yard, Shoot 'em Up, Final Destination 5, and um, Dukes of Hazard. actually. The first time I heard it was during the scene from Empire Records. Hooked immediately. Should have gotten more love, especially since it was the name of one of the live albums prior, I think. Um, but the biggest ones on that album were Highway to Hell, Girls Got Rhythm, Touch Too Much, and Night Prowler. But if you that want blood, Richard Ramirez's uh, the theme Night song. Prowler, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who was wearing apparently an ACDC shirt when he got caught? <laughs> Weird. Weird. Oh my goodness. Okay, since everybody's talked about Led Zeppelin, I haven't talked about Led Zeppelin yet. Um, I love Led Zeppelin. And I could have put 20 Led Zeppelin songs there, but I only went with one. I tried to mix up a bit. Um, this is a song that's got a kind of a funny lyric to it. And I remember getting this album, and when I heard Squeeze My Lemon Till the Juice Runs Down My Leg, I was like, oh, I boy. started laughing. You know, I was about 15 years old. Oh, boy. I still laugh at that part. And, and I, I laughed at it the other day. Something's never day. changed. And it's on Led Zeppelin too, which like everybody knows every song on that record. But the Lemon song is a little bit of a pariah. And I think a little bit because of the lyrics. It is, you know, it's one of those like uh, you might hear it on a Lost Classics weekend or you might hear it if you're from Pittsburgh. You might hear, hey, Michelle, can you get some uh, Lemon song on for the lunch uh, in, in on WDBE in Pittsburgh? But um, other than that, it's this is a kind of like a you know, uh, you know, the, the sort of naughty uh, stepchild of Led Zeppelin. It's on Led Zeppelin too. It's a great song, great riff, killer guitar tone, um, uh, great layered guitars that go back and forth. It's all kind of cool pages doing all kind of cool stuff with Echo. The band is just rocking. Of course, they're hungry. It's their second album. They're really kind of finding their sound, and um, it's just, it's a killer track. Cool lyric, you know, kind of a you know naughty song. A lot of fun. Yeah. The Lemon Song, Led Zeppelin too. What you got, Hawk? I'm going to go a little bit more pop on your asses, but this one was hard to pick because I think, if I'm like, I might be wrong. I think it's actually the first or second song on the album. But since the entire album could be a greatest hitch package, I picked Secondhand News by Fleetwood Mac off Rumors because it's a cool song that just doesn't get its due because every other goddamn song on the record is a hit. I mean, when you're, you're stacked up against all that, I mean, I've heard it on the radio, maybe at electric, like you said, on an electric lunch one time or something years ago. One but time. But it's not a song that doesn't get a ton of radio airplay, but I think it's a cool, very cool, like, you know, real driving rock song that, that's just, they all sounded great at that point. At, you know, Lay me down in the tall grass, let me do my stuff. That's right. But yeah, that one there has a, it's, and it's, it's a fun, up, upbeat tune. So that's, you know, like I said, I don't quote me, but I think it's the first or second track on the record, but I'm. Um, don't quote me on that. It's full of some. It's got some great guitar work by Lindsey Buckingham. And yeah, he course, sounds great on that. I mean, that's definitely one of his. You know, and of course, the always, vocals. It always sounds good vocally, but I mean, his guitar playing is underrated as hell. So, good pick, Keith. Good pick. Good pick. You're listening to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Uh, go to LuLombardiMusic.com. Also, don't forget to talk to uh, if you need a, a custom paint job on your guitar, <laughs> violin, swinette, harp. Triangle. Sousaphone, Triangle, Wolf's Customs online, And thank you, Rock Rage Radio. Lily, what do you got? I actually am going to piggyback off of Keith's rumors <laughs> and choose Songbird because I think that's the other one on the album that's uh, not as uh, known. It's released as the B-side um, of Dreams. Um, one of the ones written by solely by Christine McBee, and I'm not really a Christine fan. I'm a Stevie fan. Um, but this is, uh, it's a fantastic song. She wrote it in half an hour. When she went to record it, nobody was around. It was this really cool f- concert style. They put, like, roses on the piano and had lights shining down. It was super elegant and everything. Um, it got popular when Willie Nelson did it and also Ava Cassidy, who was a blues singer. Not as cool because they didn't write it, so kind of wish Christine would have got a little more credit for uh, that or a little more play for that song. Okay, well, that, 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 that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Um, I'm trying to because some, some of these I have some of the not same songs, but some of the same artists and okay. and albums that you guys have. So I'm trying to kind of pick some some other ones here. <clears throat> but I'm going to I this record. You know, there's certain records, and Keith, you probably have. We could even do a podcast on. We each talk about a record that changed our lives, right? Mm. We all have those, and this record just like jaw on floor. 
just was like nothing I had ever heard in my life. And that was Outlandus Diamor by the police. That is just, <laughs> I mean, this is, you know, ladies and gentlemen, the police. It's the, it's the introduction <laughs> to the police. And there's a lot of great songs on it. Everybody knows Roxanne, of course. You can't stand losing you. And, um, uh, you know, the, the, the couple of those songs. But there's a great tune on there and great harmonies, great bass line by Sting called Hole in My Life. And uh, if you've, it's, and it's, it's super poppy and super catchy, great lyrics as always. Uh, but you should check it out. If you've not listened to Outlandus DMR in a long time, go back and listen to it and check out Hole in My Life. I think it's a fantastic song. There you have it, the police. What you got, Hawk? Man, I've got a police one all chopped up too. Maybe I should go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with, uh, so. I just did a pop one with Fleetwood Mac. Let's go a little heavier and get some classic metal for y'all here. Um, this album, you know, it's tough to pick a bad track too, but a track that I think was a staple, if not still to this day, in their live show, but it's also on their same album as Ride the Lightning, Fade to Black, and, you know, the title track. But I think Creeping Death from Ride the Lightning is a just a massive song that probably is at middle as heavy as hell. And it probably doesn't get the, the love it needs. I mean, the diehard Metallica fans love it, but I think it's a song that probably is just as good or better a lot than a lot of the songs on that record. And it's, you know, kind of definitely wouldn't be the ones you would think of right off the top of your head if you would think about like songs like Fade to Black and From the Bell Tolls and et cetera. Cool. cool. But I, that definitely one that I think that I think even in back in the day, they open their, open their shows with it. So. Good picks. Everybody's got good picks. What do you got, Lily? Um, next on my list is from an album we talked about t- two weeks ago. It's uh, Don't Get Mad, Get Even by Aerosmith on Pump. Um, we, Like I said, we just discussed it. Filled with huge hits. This was not one of the hits. Um, completely overlooked. It's sort of bluesy, which is uh, what Aerosmith's roots is in, is the blues. Um, it's like coming out at a time when Motley Crue and Poison were trying to like be the big bad boys that year and Aerosmith actually wins the crown of uh, best quote unquote heavy metal um, album of the year um, uh, it just it's often overlooked because of the other hits on the, on the album like um, Young Lust Love in an Elevator the other side um, I love when Tyler starts it out with his like slow soft crooning and then goes into the hard rock mode uh, most greatest most straightforward lyrics of all time just about getting even with with your enemy Joe and I'm going to swear get ready for it Joe Perry states that this is one of the songs he relates to the most because it's about getting fucked and how to deal that's right sometimes it's all you can do is get fucked and learn how to deal with it like I did at my uh, urologist appointment (laughs) you should write you should write that new hit song get effed and know how to deal with a bummy urologist in love with a rubber glove. <laughs> He's going to be alone in his principles on that one. If you're looking at any, any new top ten single material, that's the topic I write about. <laughs> um, the uh, the Black Crows like came on the scene with this, you know, swaggering, stonesy based sound with uh, "Shake Your Money Maker." And a year or so later, uh, they really kind of expanded their sound and added awesome background vocals, Hammond B3 organ, horn section, and released an album that is one of my favorite rock albums of all time, Southern Harmony and Musical Companion. It's a great record. And everybody knows Remedy and all the <clears throat> all the big hits off of that. But there's a really cool t- tune on there called Hotel Illness. And this is just about... You know, it's about what it, you know, it's about getting, it's about illness. It's about being sick from, you know, having too much fun. The herp. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, it's a great, it's a great tune. There's really not much more I can say about it. Um, I think that the Black Crows, to stick with that topic for one second, but the Black Crows, all their albums are like that. I swear that the, the hit songs are that for a reason. I don't know who made it, was pulling the strings at the time, but there's a lot of tunes like, are you going to tell me that, the, you know, even though it's a cover tune of the Otis Redding song, but I mean, they're most known for a cover song. That's the weird thing about yeah. them. But they were, they were already American Rolling Stones and still are. And basically a great bluesy rock and roll band. But I've noticed that every album I've ever heard by them is 
the songs that are kind of the filler songs are better than the damn hit songs off the record. I just don't know what, you know, who makes the decisions on that. But I guess it's the commercial ability there, you know. So. Yeah. But I think yeah, a lot of those, a lot of, that is a great, that is a great album. But I mean, it's, it's, their, their first three records were, I thought, incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, cool stuff. So check it out if you haven't heard uh, that album in a while. Check out Hotel Illness. Remember, just super easy to stream them. You can, you know, YouTube, whatever. Uh, who's next? Keith. Okay, what do I got now? Yeah. I'm gonna go to uh, Tool's first studio album, not the EP, but uh, Undertow. It was known for "Sober" was the big song that probably launched our careers as more, you know, a radio-friendly band. But uh, their their music mostly isn't that radio-friendly. It's dark. It's heavy. It's got you know the crazy, you know, well thought out, crazy sometimes ridiculous lyrics of. Uh, but there's a couple songs on that album besides Sober that are actually great songs like Bottom and Palm Song. So if I can put, if I can double up on those ones, those two just stand out to me as killer tracks that are probably just not going to be ever as, you know, up there in the ranks of the popular pool songs. But those are just two tracks off that album that I think are really, really good. And a, and a guest appearance by Henry Rollins, the, the, the legend. On the song, on the song bottom, where he comes in and does a little dialogue for you. Hey, what can you say, man? You bring Henry Rollins on you, it's got to be all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I know what you mean. That, that's uh, that's two from Undertow, so two from the toe. <laughs> two from the toe. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Lily, we're uh, yeah, we got we got a little time. Go, what do you got? Um, this one is might seem incorrect, but super true. Here comes the sun by the Beatles on Abbey Road. Never became a radio staple until the days of satellite and Spotify. It's now one of the most streamed songs of all time at over 350 million streams. Uh, they issued a double A side from the Abbey Road album with Come Together and Something, but George Harrison's uh, song, which is one of my favorite Beatles songs, was uh, strictly for LP people. Um, this one is just a happy song. It makes me feel like summer's going to be here soon, and it's warm sounding and just very beautiful. And it, there's some history behind it because he wrote it at Eric Clapton's country home, which was one of his best friends at the time. Um, and the lyrics reflect his relief at, of the uh, at the arrival of spring and uh, the temporary respite that he was experiencing from the band's business affairs. So there was some bla- bad blood within the band, and he was hoping to overcome that with this happy song. Okay. So. Good pick, good pick. I was not aware. <clears throat> There's a website. Um, I want to uh, some call some of your attention um, on uh, best uh, life online songs that never charted top forty. There's a lot of songs like that that we all know, but never were on the top forty. Songs like we we also we talked about highway to, songs like the song Highway to Hell it's was crazy. not a hit. Was not a hit, but everybody knows it. Uh, Changes by David Bowie. Should I stay or should I go by The Clash. Um, uh, da, 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 uh, Tiny Dancer by Elton John. Uh, this song, everybody knows and loves. There's been so many covers of this song. Jolene by Dolly Parton. <clears throat> that had to be a like a top 10 hit or something, right? Nope. That peaked around number 60. Wow, that's um, crazy. This song is one of these songs that... Um, uh, you know, you know, so, you know, like, like, you know, like, like Jolene. Um, the, oh, here's the one I want to talk about. It's Raining Men <laughs> by the Weather Girls. You know, everybody knows it, right? I know I was that on one. In a disco, racing's right along. Was not a big. It was not a big radio hit. So huh. Just, just one of those things that kind of like things make you go, hmm, <laughs> hmm. Like who said that was okay? <clears throat> I'm gonna throw one out real quick. Um, I'm gonna throw out. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go to the boss. We haven't talked about the boss. Born in the USA, chocked full of hits, just crazy, right? Big, big hits. But this song is a, there's a, there's a haunting track on there called "Downbound Train." Uh, just this very haunting, beautiful. It's kind of kind of kind of rocking a little bit in a kind of like, well, kind of like depressing kind of way. Um, but a very haunting track called "Downbound Train," um, and. You should you should listen to it if you've never listened to it. Not a big hit, not one of the up rah 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 kind of songs like Glory Days or Darlington County or one of those types of songs. Kind of a somber tune, but very very beautiful and very haunting. Downbound Train from Born in the USA by the Boss. What you got, Hawk? 
at the very end of the debut album from Rage Against the Machine, there's a song called Freedom. Freedom did have a video made that's got some headbangers ball airplay, I believe, but I don't think the song was ever a huge, huge success for them. And it's, but the, there's something about this song that just is, just is weird. It's just the last song. Like I said, it's, I think it's the last track on the album, and it's the most pissed off, angry piece of music <laughs> I've heard. And at the time, I was like, they might not be the heaviest band out there, and they're pretty grooving, they're funky, and it's like a cool, different sound at the time. But it's like that song is so pissed off. It just, it was just gonna just burst out of the speakers, and that's just the, the song that kind of just you remember, even if it's not up there. But the, you know, I've heard that "Killing in the Name of" is always on the radio, and even "Bomb Track" to you know, Christina's I've heard at least on some alternative radio station. But "Freedom." probably don't get the uh, credit that deserves. And if you're really, really in a pissed off mood one day, listen to that tune. It'll take you right over the top, man. <laughs> that is that is a, a, ang an angry dude talking at that point. And the music just kept as a perfect pairing. It's like wine and cheese. His his angry ass lyrics with those riffs and that, just that anger. Yeah, that's a... Uh, and it even says in the song, anger is a gift. I don't know if I agree, but it's, you know, it's a good song. All right, cool pick, cool pick. What do you got, Lily? We got time for us to go around the room with a couple more, and then we gotta we gotta move on. Alrighty, I'm gonna go ahead and talk about Rocket Queen from Guns N' Roses' "Appetite for Destruction." Um, we all know the, the popular songs are "Sweet Child of Mine," "Welcome to the Jungle," "Paradise City," "Night Train." Um, this is not one of the ones that have ever gotten any radio play. I can imagine why it hasn't, because there's a lot of sex things going on. Sex in the song. things. Like the moaning. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Oh, boy. We can't have sex things on the podcast. We can, okay. actually. But because Adriana Smith, who was the groupie doing the dirty with Axl Rose in the recording booth, oh my. doing all her moans and having an orgasm on the album, that's probably why it never made it to the radio. But... It's uh, supposedly about this woman named Barbie, um, who was of the course. <laughs> who was the rocket queen that, um, that Axl Rose was in love with, and she was she was a madam. She had this reputation in Hollywood, and I guess everybody slept with her. And I guess I guess a couple other people wrote songs about her, but this is the one that's about her. And Adriana Smith was the one who provided the moaning and orgasm uh, in the song. So. You know, you can never, never, ever just you know give enough credit to a girl to play as a team player like that. Like I anything know. you need she for the team. Did it for they the play band. right along no matter what you need. <laughs> it's all about the art. In the biography or in the uh the thing I saw on TV, she says I did it for the band. I'm like, there you go. That's, That's what awesome. I like to do. Man, woman, put that team first and go with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I would have said the same thing about it's so easy. It's probably a song that you don't really think of it's not up there with these, you know, sweet child of minds of the world. But it's, you know, it's, what is it, the second track on the album? But it trying to please me, please It's just, just a really good rocking song, down. man. It's good. it's good rock tune. It, does, it definitely has, like, a, it uses a different vocal style, a little deeper on that one. So it's kind of, uh, yeah, it's, that, that's a song that I think that, I mean, it's, it's tough to pick on that album, too, because everything's so good on the record. But that's one that I think probably doesn't get enough. You know, none of us, and I'm not going to mention one because I forgot, none of us mentioned any Van Halen songs. And there's tons I didn't of their stuff that's like very cool <laughs> that was that not really, um, you know, ra radio that never really weren't. I mean, God, a, you know, maybe, like I said, you know, on a classic maybe tracks weekend. You like know, maybe like a deep yeah, cut. Yeah, I put on like, to, it'd be like Top Jimmy or something. Yeah, Top know. Jimmy, a little, guitar, uh, little guitars. I mean, there's, you know, t tons of just like real gems just tucked away uh, on their <laughs> albums. But, but uh, I don't think I'm I'm the one we discussed that for us. My favorite Van Halen yeah. song. I don't think it was a huge hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a great. That's just a, the. That's like Van Halen to me. If ever, anybody was new to Van Halen, never heard him before, I'm like, here, check this shit out. Yeah. Good idea. Good one. Uh, I'm gonna throw out um, real quick. Now, everybody knows this album for this was the song that really made got you two like on the pop charts, and that was. Pride in the name yeah. of love, right? And everybody's tired. I know Keith. Keith's like going, like I can't believe you're talking about this. But no, but I know you're gonna you're gonna go to the one album I think that you're going to. And you're probably gonna pick the same one I did. Well, so now I'm gonna pick a song on this album, and that is the title track, which is again like the Springsteen song I mentioned before. Is this beautiful, haunting song with killer uh, guitar and keyboard work by by Edge? 
beautiful vocals, really kind of just like a haunting driving track. It's called The Unforgettable Fire. I have no, I could not tell you what the song is about. I half the time don't know what the hell Bono is singing about. I don't think he does either, but um, it's a it's a really cool tune. Have you ever heard it, Keith? It's a really cool tune. Yes, I was going to another album, but yeah, it's kind of okay, hard so, to... So, so I'm going to throw The Unforgettable Fire by you 2 from The Unforgettable Fire. Go ahead, Keith. That's uh, we'll just go to the Joshua Tree then, and you know it's there. Like it's tons of hit songs on that record, but I think that uh, Bullet to Blue Sky doesn't get as much. You know, I know they played it live a lot, but it's not like a radio staple for them. And uh, like I barely hear it at all. But it is a song that I think has a just a which it's a it's a rare song for you too because it features like a really driving bassline. It's it's got that. I mean, he does that a lot of that simple playing, but it's like almost he's out front in that tune. It's just bass and drums most of the song. Okay, and I, have some a, cool, I have a theory about that song. Keith, oh. come back. Oh no, what happened? Hold on a minute. I, I fell. Okay, <laughs> I have a theory about that song. I think that that song is a kind of like post grunge song that came out in the 80s. Hear me out. It reminds me a little bit of Hey Man, Nice Shot by Filter or one of those type of songs. I think if that song would have came out like in 93, 94, I think it would have been massive. I think it would have been just like inescapable song. Um, Just a little bit before ahead of time. Uh, The Joshua Tree second second side with Red Hill Mining Town, Trip Through Your Wires, um, all these, there are, it's, they're amazing songs, never made the radio, but they're killer. I'm very familiar with that album, dude. I I, had, I bought that. I had that my senior year in high school. I came home from school every day and played that album over and over. No, well, I mean that that's an album. It's a great album from start to finish. But it's, it's it, you do get a lot of like those radio play songs. But I think that 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 song is kind of a heavier driving tune yeah, for them. Great song. Just, it's kind of funny they didn't try to. I mean, just to give it a little bit more versatility. I mean, there's just you know it's great. Isn't uh, who's going to ride your wild horses on that album? Or is that not the, it's not no, one of them? Not on that album, no. That's a great song. Right. That probably is another one that. But uh, oh, but, good picks, good pick, Keith. Good pick. Um, all right. Um, we each, we each do what you. That was Keith's last one. This is Lily's last one. Okay. Uh, Black Juju, Alice Cooper, uh, the, on the album "Love It to Death." It's a nine-minute song that I think it's overlooked a lot. Um, great song. It's super. It's long, dark, and ter- terrifying, in my opinion. That's um, how you like it, isn't it? That's long, dark, dark and, and terrifying. terrifying. <laughs> as, a, as, as, as most Alice's music is. <laughs> um, there's this really cool organ part that's derived from Pink Floyd's um, set the controls for the heart of the sun. Um, and the band named the song after a stray dog. So just a cool song. A little lengthy for some people. It is nine minutes, but just give it a try. I think I think you'll like it. <laughs> My last one, real quick, is from an album uh, Keith already mentioned: "Bad Motor Finger," Soundgarden, "Room a Thousand Years Wide." Again, it's uh, I'm in, I must be in a haunting kind of mood because it's another one of these songs that's like kind of droney and and haunting and stuff. Beautiful melody. Check it out. Um, cool stuff, guys. Good good picks. Uh, do you, does the audience have any? any um, Beth. The Warning by Queensryche, Deliverance and Road to Madness. That's one of her favorite albums. Cool. So, good pick. And um, that looks like that is the only other suggestion on here. But talking. Peop- well, people are talking. That was when we couldn't hear Marty. <laughs> I'm sorry, Marty. <laughs> uh, Marty said uh, rain check, though, for next time. Okay, brother. We'll get it figured out. We'll get you on again. <clears throat> um, this was a lot of fun today, guys. Um, oh, and what? happy birthday to Eddie Van Halen today. What? <laughs> so says Chris Thunderwolf. Okay, mm. well, Chris Thunderwolf Dodson, if he says it, that it I believe true. it, that settles it. <laughs> His word is the word. There's two of the things wolf. to tell the truth in the world: Chris Dodson and the internet. <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> you, you pick one. On the hey Keith, on this day in 1965, another Keith was touring Australia and New Zealand, and had his shirt torn off after 50 fans invaded the stage during the gig at a town hall in Brisbane. What Keith was that? Moon? The one that's no. going to live forever. The one that's going to live forever. Uh, Keith Richards. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, I thought maybe they were attacking Moon the Loon behind the drums or something. I mean, legit. <laughs> um, on this day in 1968... Um, okay, I'll see if, see if you can get... We'll see. We'll st- stump the Keith. No, okay. it's not fair. We're just kidding. We're just having fun with it. Don't... You know, not intentional. Okay, this band played their first gig without 
This band, okay, I'll make it easy. This band played their first gig on this day in 1968 without their singer, Sid Barrett. Who was it? Pink Floyd? Yes. Supported by uh, the band Tyrannosaurus Rex, which shortened its name later to T-Rex. Yes. Yes. Okay, who sang the song You're 16? Had a hit with it in 1974 in his day. You're 16? You're 16. I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's a drummer. How many singing drummers do you know that put out hits in, in the 70s? Karen Carpenter? You know what? You had to pick the... Ringo Starr. I'm a male. But that's a good... I, okay, all right. That's a good one. I forgot about Karen Carpenter, but that was good. You're thinking. Thinking too much. That's you're from, 16 in your mind. Remember the song? So who's the, that song? Sing, singing drummers that are... It hits in the 70s? I mean, it's... Ringo Starr, definitely. Ring, uh, Ringo, yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Hell yeah, dude. It big hits in the 70s. That, the 70s was Ringo's era, man. He, like, ruled. All I've got is a photograph. You know? Yeah, no, oh, no, that. no, no. I don't smoke it. No, he had, like, one <laughs> after the other. I'm much, I'm much rather hear him play drums instead of saying, to be honest with you. But... <laughs> but he's got such a beautiful voice. And uh, him and uh, it, he was not the greatest singer in the Beatles. That is for sure. They knew. They knew that. They, they nah, loved hell no. I don't think that. That's not what he got hired for. I wouldn't think. You know, well, so. they talked about like how they would pick. So they they wanted him to sing because they they recognized that his voice had a certain character to it. But they had to pick stuff that he could pull off. It was more the kitschy kind yeah, of so that's what goofy they had. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they had him sing sort of you know fun kind of songs. Uh, on this day in 1977, former Fleetwood Mac guitarist Peter Green was committed to a mental hospital hmm. following an incident when he th- uh, threatened his accountant, Clifford Adams, with an air rifle when he was trying to deliver 30,000 pounds royalty check to him. Wow. <laughs> Get away from me with that royalty check. Who wants that kind of stuff? <laughs> wow. Keep that, keep that money away from me, boy. <laughs> oh, man. You know... If it, it wasn't bad enough that, you know, uh, what, what three of the Skinnerd folks died in the crash? Was it three? Four. I don't remember how many. Um, but in 1986, Alan Collins goes uh, and crashes his car, paralyzing himself from the waist down and killing his girlfriend, Deborah Jean Watts. Collins had survived a plane crash in 77 that killed two other band members. So, like. They have a lot of bad luck. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's why they're like on Fox News talking about Jesus and stuff now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Are they really? Who <laughs> like the, which which member? Rod Ross is yeah. only one left, right? No, they 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 they're like they're tight. Well, they're they're doing the rah rah, you know, good old boy country kind of. You know, yeah, they're appealing to that crowd. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean all the people that like uh, modern country. You know, they like Skinner too. I mean, essentially those those people stole Skinner's gig. That's essentially what they did. Call the country music. Uh, on this day in 1991, Queen had their second UK number one with Innuendo. It's six minutes and 30 seconds. It exceeded their epic Bohemian Rhapsody by 35 seconds. So if any band could do it, Queen can. Queen can do it. Queen <laughs> dooted it. They oh, did. that Freddie Mercury. Uh, 2003, Billy Joel was airlifted to hospital after his car smashed into a tree. The singer lost control of his Mercedes and skidded for 100 yards before crash. Wow, that's a long skid. The accident happened in the Hamptons, New York. Well, that's a nice Uh, stretch of road, though, unless it was packed going to the beach. (laughs) In 2004, John Lydon, better known as Johnny Rotten of... was one of 10 contestants to take part in the latest I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here UK TV show set in the Australian Outback. The former Sex Pistols singer was seen by 11 million viewers on his first night covered in birdseed being pecked by giant ostriches. Man, I didn't see that. He was paid 25,000 pounds to appear on the show but walked off the jungle set after four days. I mean, I would have asked today, let's be real. Oh my goodness! Okay, here we got some birthdays, and Eddie Van Halen. That's one is crazy one. bastard. <laughs> I don't know. There's something about him I like. I mean, he isn't like necessarily. Oh, he's funny. A great... He's a funny guy. Every interview, it's just cusses and just that's. He always almost sometimes he tries to interview the actual interviewer. <laughs> he does the old switcheroo on him, and he just start asking him questions. Are you a uh, hey Keith? Are you a uh, 
this is a she's just kind of an Americana uh, alternative country artist. Are you familiar? Are you familiar with Lucinda Williams? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's her birthday today. That's good. She's still going, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, she has this. Uh, her, if you guys have never heard the album "Car Wheels on a, a Gravel Road," it's a masterpiece. All killer, no filler. Great in that sort of alt country Americana. Uh, thank you, Chris Thunderwolf Dotson. It is Eddie Van Halen's birthday. 1955, Dutch guitarist with Van Halen. He was the Dutch guitarist in Van Halen. Yeah, it's, I don't like trying Dutch. to pronounce his last name for real. Van Halen. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, who else had it? Anita Baker, born this day in 1958. Great uh, soul singer, right? Yep. Rhythm, old, uh, 80s rhythm and blues artist. Um uh, <laughs> Tom Kiefer, the vocalist and guitarist from the band Cinderella, was born this day. Andrew Wrigley. Oh, he's my mom's Andrew Ridgely, Wrigley? Ridgely. 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 It's Ridgely. Ah, one half of Wham. He was the other guy in Wham. He was the other guy in Wham. The other Whammer. <laughs> the other guy. <laughs> Most commonly known as. He lived- you know that band with George Michael and that other dude? Well, that's what a lot of times what you get. <laughs> um, check this out. He lives with his girlfriend, Karen Woodward. Of the pop group Bananarama. Oh, I didn't even know. They still, that's, I mean, that's been like from, I think you're reading the old 80s news. <laughs> uh, Susanna Mel, Melvoin, uh, American vocalist, songwriter, worked with Prince, Roger Waters, uh, Eric Clapton, Mike Oldfield is a songwriter, has co written songs performed by Madonna, Eric Clapton, and Prince. Happy birthday. 1964. So, all good stuff, guys. So, Keith? Yeah. <laughs> random. What's up? Anything good? Anything you want to anything you want to add before we wrap up for today? I'm going to play a gig February 19th. Woohoo! Are you Let's now? Hope. Let's hope. I got a I got a new thing happening. It's actually like a four-piece little funk band. And it's uh, mostly original stuff right now, and there's going to be some mashups, I guess we'll call it, extended later. That's just more like extended jams with songs you might actually know popped into an already existing riff. Yeah, there's a lot of sometimes a little too much excessive jamming going on, which is you know not my thing. But we'll see. We'll see where it goes. So far, so good. <clears throat> excessive jamming is fine. If I'm, like- di- I'm dying, my battery is dying. Is it? Oh no! Like my liver, yes. Uh- <laughs> Okay, dude. Well, anyways, cool, Keith. Thanks, bro. A shout-out to Jim Vernon, who added today uh, Emerald by Thin Lizzy, Phantom Rider by Tora Tora, Elephant Gun by David Lee Roth, and Get Out of My Get Out of My Yard by Paul Gilbert. Good picks. Thank you, Jim. Mm, this deep. Yeah, he was really digging deep. Those are good. Those are, those are good I ones. like it. That's some shit I never even heard of before. I was like, damn. Oh, it's good what? stuff. Uh, Lily? Uh, if you want me to talk about my show, it's Hot Licks yes, with Lily Six right. Thursdays at 6 p.m. RockRageRadio.com, or you can download the free app Rock Rage Radio to your smartphone. Listen in. I got all new music this week. And I witnessed a shooting today. <clears throat> there was a guy shot and killed next to my business. I witnessed um, one, too. Some, some brothers up the street shot a raccoon in the head. This wasn't a raccoon. This was a person who was, yeah. who was, who was with his fiance and child. Um... It was uh, one baby daddy shooting another baby daddy, is what it was. Really? Yeah, yeah. So you guys get too many baby daddies, they get pissed off, and then you know. Do not collect yeah, baby daddies. On. You don't want to, you don't want an excessive amount of baby daddies. It was crazy. I'm not right from it. I'm like. It's really, not a homicide or what? Oh, it is. Oh, oh yeah. This, 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 we're With talking cops straight up dead, dude. Dead. Yeah, cops everywhere. Oh no, the guy was dead, shot in the head. Boom, on the ground. Are you going to be a witness to a murder? I'm going to, I'll send you the picture. I have a picture of, the, of it. I'll send it to you. I'll, I sent it to you, you right? playing yeah, Cold Jack yeah. the Night Stalker? What are you taking pictures, pictures of dead bodies for? <laughs> yeah. He I, said it to me. I'm like, oh my God, what's going yeah, on? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, dude. It's really crazy. You don't see the body. Uh, I, got, I, got a whole, I got a whole story to, like, not to I'd say match it, but I, I don't know if this guy was dead, but that was very gruesome. One time I seen something. It, yeah, so... And then, you know, so, and it, I guess the guy left the scene and he drove to Manesson and shot another guy. And, and then I heard guy. he was hiding out in Trinity People Point love that. to shoot people. I don't know what it is. No, uh, you know, I mean, you know, it's thinning to herd. 
Yeah. Hasn't COVID done that enough? Uh, no, 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 no. We're not we're not nearly done. COVID with that. doesn't kill people. Right. D- don't the- don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Our new government, God bless them, will get us into another war. So we'll get to thin the herd a little bit more, you know. We already sent for we already sent for a billion to Central yeah. America to help them do something. Yeah, I don't America, know what. Oh, it's coming. You know, but open up the borders, let them all come in, Joe. Bring um, them. During a pandemic, Joe, let them all come in. Um, so, guys, thanks so much for hanging out with the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Go to lulombardimusic.com for uh, more great stuff. Get on my mailing list. I send out cool, fun emails every week for everybody. So check it out. You find out about new music and new bands. And we are going to get Marty Katani uh, back on here soon. We had some technical difficulties tonight. I apologize to him. And we will get that worked out. He's a really cool dude. And he's got a cool thing going on. Check out his, In the meantime, check out his website at martytunes.com. Uh, shout out to Rock Rage Radio. Love you guys. You guys support the show. You get it out to a lot of people. It's where a lot of our listeners come from. We do appreciate that. As well as our friend, one more time, Chris Thunderwolf Dodson at Wolfscustoms.online. Go to Wolfscustoms.online. Get yourself a custom job. Custom job, right, Lily? Yes. I'm going to bring my cowbell right to him. <laughs> Keith the Hawk Hawkins, it was great seeing you, my brother. Yeah, man. All right, man. Everybody. Just give me a- Give me a, what you're working on for the next time around. And we'll, get, we'll, we'll, head in, we'll talk about it in the in the chat. So, all right, guys, yeah. have a great uh, week. We'll catch you all on the next, on the next. Uh, if I get the thing here, on the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Take care, guys. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.